Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on, lots to get to, lots to talk about. Bottom of this hour, it's going to be um, Senior Counsel from the Great Lakes Justice Center, Dave Coleman. Going to talk about Roe v. Wade and what Gretchen Whitmer and Dana Nessel in Michigan are trying to do. They are the governor and the attorney general, respectively. They're trying to do something in Michigan where they're suing prosecutors to stop them from prosecuting a law about not giving abortions in, in Michigan. And then Planned Parenthood is suing Dana Nessel when they're both on the same side, which is ridiculous. We're going we're gonna to hash all that out and try to figure out what that's all about. Plus, we'll get, in more, uh, get into more about the coach allowed to pray, obviously, because the First Amendment right to worship as you see fit, allowed to pray after a football game. And there are cases like that in Michigan and elsewhere as well. And uh, there's something called the lemon test when it comes to, to prayer and your right to worship as you see fit. We're going to get into exactly what that is, uh, what that is as well. Plus, we've got what did you care? You see what Good Morning America posted today about Katanji Brown Jackson being sworn I in. I did not see that. I'll have that for the people too. If you want to see the full screen that was sent to me um, from one of my 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 chatters, my streamers, and a guy who's been following me a long time, D Dykes, over on um, uh, on Twitch and also on Twitter, I saw this up there. Um, I'm going to show you the picture. This is a full screen, and it's true because GMA had to correct it later and apologize about getting it wrong. But what they posted was what you expect they would have posted, uh, especially when you consider how Clarence Thomas has been treated. And Clarence Thomas, by the way, is not the first black person on the Supreme Court either. I thought Thurgood Marshall was, right? Mm, yes. That's what I thought. So um, the idea, well, I've already sort of told you what it says, but I'll show it to you. If you stop by JoePags.com and click on Watch Now, I'm going to show you that full screen of what GMA, Good Morning America on ABC, posted today about Katanji Brown-Jackson being... Uh, sworn into the Supreme Court on a Thursday. Feeling all right? Uh-huh. Say what? That is the chocolate voice. How you doing, Carrie? Mm, just fine. Seems I Paul, get it done. Sam as well. Every night I have Huey Lewis, his version of the Joe Cocker arrangement. I'm feeling all right. Got horns in it. That's why I like it. Left here on my own, so it seems I got to leave before I start to scream. Let's go. We like to sing. Thursday, almost Friday, the weekend's almost here. Come on. Took the key. Feeling all right. Uh huh. I'm not feeling too good myself. Yeah, we'll bring it for the harmony. I'm not feeling too good myself. 
got the little raspy on top. I got the, I got the COVID voice. What are you going to do? Okay, I how COVID's long are ass, you going to blame it on? A uh, few months, a few months, six, seven months. <laughs> okay, okay. Listen, Ooh, listen after, the show for, after the show, uh, the show for a couple of nights this week, I, I did some songs for the people, mm-hmm. and they love it. They love a little really? J-pop, a little Joe Pags overtime. Now, every once in a while, over there on the on the stream, after the show is over, I'll sing a few songs for the people. They love it. Are they asking They're, for that? They are. Go go right now on the stream and ask them if they want me to sing Other after the show. Other than your Go mom? Okay. <laughs> uh, my mother is in the stream, by the way. She is. <laughs> yes. So she certainly wants it. But no, no, go, I dare you. Go ahead. <laughs> I believe you. I go believe ahead. you. I know. I know. I think you'd be loud. Damn it, I shouldn't have done that. You're going to be mad if you do. If you go there, you're going to be mad. Okay, then I won't. No. I'm good. All right. So let me show the full screen. You're not watching the stream, but I'm going to show it on the live video stream. Go to joepags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. Go there right now, and I'm going to show it to you. This is posted by D. Dykes over on um, on Twitter. Good morning, America. Katanji Brown Jackson is sworn in as the first black Supreme Court justice in U.S. history. And there's a picture of her smiling. Mm. There's some guy standing next. I don't know who the guy is. I don't know if that's her husband or who that is. It's not, um, I mean, John Roberts is off to the side clapping. Uh, Breyer standing next to her. I don't know who else is in the audience, who else is there. But uh, there it is. Now, Carrie, would that, uh, by definition, be a true statement that Ketanji Brown-Jackson is sworn in as the first black Supreme Court justice in U.S. history? That would be a false statement. You're going to say that's a no, then, is what mm, you're going to say. No, right. I mean, honest to God, you've got, you've, you've, you just have one job. How hard is it to know? You've got to get that right. Even if you didn't know right. about before Clarence Thomas, You've got Clarence Thomas, yeah, who's, who's on the court on right the now. Court, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Oops. I, w- w- what are we doing? But but let me ask you something: Is it an oops? Is it really an oops? Uh, or do they do crap like this? I on would purpose? hope so. I mean, that's because it's so blatantly wrong. I'm gonna. I'm guess I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. Really? I mean, Maybe. it's not like it's. Sidewalk news. This is ABC. I know. That's why you, know you don't I mean? want to mess that up. Why would you do that on right. purpose? Because that's right. like, well, you know, I'm going to find somebody else to do that for me. And uh, well, I think that you do it on purpose in social media. And I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And you're you're a nicer person than I am. We've always known that. Mm. Um, I won't give them the benefit of the doubt because I think you do it wrong on purpose. And then, you know, 50,000 people see it. When you correct what you got wrong, yeah. eh, about 2,000 will see it. Oh, yeah. It's way down to stud- the bottom of the page. Yeah. Or it's, Studies yeah, have shown yeah. that the retraction or the correction never gets as much uh, mm, as much um, as much viewership or, or likes or retweets or whatever as the original. So I think that the person who does it, is, you have to make a decision. Either you're stupid or you did it on purpose. And I think the person who does it did it on purpose. Now, it might be an intern. might be some small-time person there. But um, they had to go back and correct it, which should tell you a lot. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. I'm not going to get into that. I don't think there's anything. Is there anything else to even say on that, to be honest? I don't think so. No. I would think no. But as we're seeing the so-called reset, as we're seeing the, the push to, to say that we're a horrible country that's got to somehow apologize for our history, you've actually got people, and every year this number goes up a little bit, you've got people who are arguing that we should boycott the 4th of July. What do you have for me? 
From the Daily Mail, a woke California school board members calling for people to boycott the 4th of July, claiming there's no reason to celebrate America's Independence Day. Anna Marie Avila Farias, a third generation Contra Costa County resident and member of the county's Board of Education, shared a fading blue and white image of the United States flag on June 28th, along with the words boycott 4th of July on Facebook. I haven't celebrated 4th of July since 2016, and I don't think it's a holiday to celebrate. She wrote in a Facebook post, what do you think? And the elected official stance on the federal holiday prompted a mixed bag of reactions from people on her private page, some agreeing with her while others were critical. Why boycott the 4th of July? Without what our forefathers did, we as Americans would not have the freedoms we have today, one user wrote. Another agreed with him only to ask why. The holiday celebrates declaring independence from Britain's tyrant King George III. You wish we were still subjects of Britain? Um... I am not feeling particularly patriotic, Avila Farias replied. I am especially not interested in celebrating a holiday centered around freedom from oppressive government when that freedom is not a reality for so many people in this country. Lastly, last Friday, women's reproductive rights were taken away. We are not in a place of progress or celebration when human rights are being taken away, she said. The woke school board member did not stop expressing her opinion there under another comment that suggested she maybe have a funeral and bury the Constitution in the flag. Avila Farias replied, please invite me. Awesome. As she uses her constitutional right to freely speak. Um, it's always interesting to me when somebody makes such a dumb statement. And this is somebody who is a school board member. Therefore, you would think. They are educators or want to have some say or do have say in the education of people. But the idea of boycotting the 4th of July is just dumb. The 4th of July literally celebrates the day that a bunch of men put their lives in the line for freedom and independence. We didn't get independence on 4th of July, 1776. That isn't how it happened. We didn't get independence on that day because we, they just declared it. But you can declare independence all you want, um, but it doesn't mean that you get to go and do whatever you want. There was still a war to be fought. There was still a war to be won. They did not declare freedom and liberty for all. They declared, we're not going to let a tyrant control us. We're not going to let King George III tell us how to live. We're not going to tell, uh, we're not going to let Britain treat us like we are somehow their subjects anymore. Now, was everybody freed on that day? Nobody was freed on that day. But it was a declaration that we're going to be free. And we're not going to take your crap anymore. And you know what they, they did? They put their lives, their riches, their families on the line. Many of these people ended up dying young. Many of these people who signed the Declaration of Independence died in poverty. Many of them never saw the true glory of independence in this country. And then when the argument is made that there's still no freedom today, she can kiss my ass. I want her to line up, pucker up. Pick a cheek and kiss my ass because she's wrong. Go to China and go make a statement like that about the Chinese government or how it was founded. Go to North Korea and do so. Go to Cuba and do so. Get, go to Venezuela and do so. Hell, go to Saudi Arabia and do so. You can't. You can do it here uniquely as you can't do it anywhere else. You can't even go to Canada and say, hey, I want to go buy a pistol. You'll be in trouble. I mean, there are wannabe tyrants out there today trying to set us back 250 years. So for her to say this with her constitutional right to say it, it's just, it's so hypocritical. Amazingly hypocritical. 
We declared our independence. This country, our founding fathers declared our independence. Just saw something yesterday where the next year, 1777, we started to get rid of slavery in this country. Slowly but surely. Didn't didn't fully get done until after the Civil War. Didn't fully get done until 1865. Didn't fully get done, you know, for 90 years after they signed the Declaration of Independence. But the idea that you're somehow not free today is stupid. And we celebrate that day, the Day of Independence, which was the day we told England no more. The day we told all tyrants on the planet no more. Were we a perfect nation? Hell no. Was there a lot of work to do? Hell yes. But without that day... And without the victory in the Revolutionary War, she would not have the right she has today. And the fact that she either doesn't know that or is lying and pretending that she doesn't know it makes me ill. Now, somebody like that, I will fight for her right to say that stupid stuff. But she shouldn't be on a school board. You know, you just had San Francisco kick three people off the school board because they were horribly radical leftist nutjobs. Carrie, which city was this? Uh, this is Contra or Contra Costa County. Contra Costa County, if you can hear my voice, we're in California all over the place now. I want you to really look into recalling or removing people off your school board. I will fight for her right to say it. I will not fight for her privilege to stay in the school board while saying it. She should be launched off the school board, shown the door. And I don't care that she's got some Hispanic name. This isn't about race. This is about a hatred for the country that offers her and my family and me and all of those watching and listening great opportunities and her spitting in the face of those who put their lives in the line in 1776 by saying it's not an important day. I haven't celebrated since. I don't care. Don't celebrate it since 2016. Don't ever celebrate it again. I'm fine with that. I am cool with you not celebrating it. But she had to tell everybody that she's not celebrating it because she thinks that our country is in a place right now that will accept an idiot on a school board saying that she hates the country, hates the founding, hates the date, 4th of July. And there's no knowledge behind what she's saying. There's no basis for what she's saying. She's basing it on the fact that women can't kill unborn children anymore. So freedom and liberty and a chance at life for those unborn children somehow goes against what they said in the Constitution or in the Declaration of Independence. You can kiss my ass. I think I already said that, but I really want her to get, really, listen, send her this message. Kiss my big Italian ass. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. Joe Pags. I appreciate you being here. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on. Lots to get to. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. Go to JoePags.com. Click on uh, on your favorite social media. Make sure you follow there. I'm either at Joe Pags or at Joe Talk Show. It's verified that it's me. If it's like at Joe Pags or at Joe Talk Show, it's not verified. It's probably not me. Well, it's certainly not me unless you're on TikTok where I'm not verified. Um, I've been suspended there for a week anyway because I dared say, hey, you can't tell white people not to get a tan. So um, your thoughts about 4th of July. 
Independence Day is coming up. Your thoughts about, like, Chris Webber, former NBA star, saying that he doesn't celebrate 4th of July because people were enslaved when 4th of July happened, when the first 4th of July, when the declaration was signed, there were people who were, um, who were still enslaved. And he actually goes as far as to say black people were all enslaved, which is not true. There were black slave owners in this country when the declaration happened. Uh, in fact, the first slave owner in this country, his last name was Johnson, and it was a black man. So um, they've got it wrong historically. They feel like it's right because it feels right to them. Um, but those, again, complaining about Independence Day, not going to support Independence Day, not going to be a part of Independence Day doesn't make any sense to me. And I want your thoughts on it. I mean, if somebody walked up and said, hey, man, why are you celebrating Independence Day? Would, would you give them what I just gave you? What are you talking about? Without independence from England, we wouldn't have any of this. What are you talking about? Yeah, but what about the, the, the people were enslaved? They were, not only here, but also in England and also in Portugal. And there are millions and millions of tens of millions of slaves today in Africa. What are you doing to free them? We're all free people now in the, in the United States. And that ended up happening because we declared independence from a tyrant in George III back in the day. And just see what their answer is. I'd, I'd like to know, to be honest with you. All right, meantime, I've got to tell you about Eden Pure. They've got an incredible air purifier. It's called the Thunderstorm. Have you checked this out yet? We've got a bunch in the house. You should get some in your house. My kids have them in their houses. It's going to quickly destroy viruses, odors, mold, and more. It freshens your home, gets rid of any odor like litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and more. Over 250,000 thunderstorms have been sold. You know it works. People are going to go back and buy more of these if it doesn't work, right? Never breathe dirty air again with the thunderstorm. No filters to buy. Takes up no floor space. Plugs directly into the wall. Nearly silent. And it's great for use in bedrooms, too. Personal story, here you go. Walk in the house. It smells like a thunderstorm came through. Walk down the hall, feels like a thunderstorm came through. You know what that freshly clean smell is, right? It's really fresh. It's really clean. The air, you can tell it's been purified. You love that smell after a thunderstorm. Get that in your house by going to EdenPureDeals.com. EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code PAGS3, P-A-G-S, the number three. Save 200 bucks. Shipping is free as well. Discount code PAGS3 when you go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make that happen and make it happen right now. Let me go to the phone lines. I appreciate you taking the time. Mark, Alaska, talk to me. Hi. Uh, Joe, why don't you talk about the Indians who, or I'm sorry, the native indigenous peoples who enslaved other tribes that they conquered? Well, not only did American Indians enslave other tribes that they conquered, they also enslaved black people in America. And they committed genocide against against their uh, their enemies. I mean, I'm not sure why I had to bring that up. I mean, you asked me why I didn't bring them up because it's not part of the story, but I do appreciate you bringing it up, Mark. Thank you. Um, this is more about why anybody in 2022 America would complain about Independence Day. This is what this is about. Complaining about Independence Day is going to get you some social media traction, obviously. Going to get a, a nationally syndicated talk show talking about you, obviously, because I just talked about you. But uh, I don't know that you want me to tell you to kiss my ass. I don't think that was the intention. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she does. Rick, Toledo, make it fast. What's happening? Hey, buddy. I'm, I'm just so sick of these people. Slavery. Thousands of years, the economy was built on the backs of slaves. Uh, let me see. Who built the pyramids in Egypt? Uh, slaves. Uh, the Greeks invented democracy. Who built those 
beautiful temples, I suppose, to worship when I was a kid. Oh, slaves. Uh, the Romans invented the Republic. Uh, let me see, who built the Colosseum? Uh, slaves. Uh, the Great Wall of China, slaves. The whole world. Unfortunately, your cell sucks, but your point is well taken. You're right. Um, slave labor was used for all of that, and nobody complains about any of it other than what happened here in the United States of America. And it's happening because we allow it to. We're not standing up to people like I just did, and we should be. That should be our goal, to stand up to people who denigrate our country because it's a great country. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Dave Colvin, when we come back. You're listening to Joe Pags. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always love having this guy on, Dave Coleman. He is the uh, the senior legal counsel over at the it's the Great Lakes Judi- uh, Justice Center. Did I get it right? Yes. I always That's why right. do I, I want to say judicial? Can you change the name of the organization to Judicial Center? But that might help. No, the Great Lakes Justice Center is GreatLakesJC.org. Go there and check out the website. Dave, good to see you again. How are you? Doing great, Joe. It's always fun to be with you. Yeah, it's fun to have you on because you're always sort of ahead of the game, and you were ahead of the game on this. With Roe v. Wade being overturned, which really was changed and altered by Casey in 92, with those two cases being overturned and ruled unconstitutional, which was correct, they were unconstitutional, abortion doesn't appear in the Constitution, therefore the state should have always had purview. Um, With those being overturned, simple question, because I'm going to get back to what you warned us about a couple of months ago, but just in a very general sense, if a state has a law in the books and the law says it is illegal to have an abortion here, or you can't have an abortion after 15 weeks, or whatever whatever it happens to be. And that's now superseded by some Supreme Court ruling that's been overturned, and that law was never expunged from the books. Doesn't that law reapply? Absolutely. It's still on the books, and now it is in effect. And that's what's happened here in Michigan, as well as a number of other states around the country. We've had a law that's been uh, on the books for 90 years in Michigan, and it says no doctor can perform an abortion. Uh, it's a crime to do that unless it's to save the life of the mother. Now, in Michigan, we have uh, a case the Michigan Supreme Court ruled a number of years ago that mothers cannot be prosecuted under our abortion statute. Only the person performing the abortion can right. be prosecuted. And that's the same thing here in Texas. They, they call it a trigger law because uh, Texas actually passed it last year. And the, the law that was passed was a civil uh, law that uh, if if you gave an abortion after six weeks gestation, then the person doing it could be fined up to $10,000. Now it's $100,000. And because of the overturning of Roe v. Wade and Casey, um, now it becomes criminal. And the person performing the abortion in Texas can be criminally prosecuted. But you're saying that this is not a new thing they did last year. This is 90 years ago in Michigan. It's always been on the books. Knowing that uh, Dana Nessel, your attorney general, who's a horrible attorney general, and, and your governor, Whitmer, they both decided that preemptively, feeling like Roe v. Wade was going to be overturned because of that leak, they started already suing prosecutors to stop them from prosecuting according to that law, right? Right. There are actually two cases going on, Joe. The first one was Governor Whitmer sued 13 prosecutors around the state. Before they did anything. Before they'd done anything. And the Roe v. Wade was still on the books. And in, in anticipation that the case might be overturned. And so we represent two of those prosecutors, Chris Becker from Kent County and Jerry Jarzinka from Jackson County, and are fighting that lawsuit from the governor. 
There's a second lawsuit, though, which is the one that's really causing most of the controversy right now. Okay. And that was where Planned Parenthood sued the Attorney General, Dana Nessel, and arguing to the court in the Court of Claims in Michigan that therefore an injunction should be entered because Michigan's constitution somehow contains a right to abortion separate from the federal right. What? And therefore an injunction should be issued. Now, I was a a TV news anchor in Michigan eight years. You know this. I don't remember any law being in the constitution or any constitutional right in Michigan that said, please go have an abortion. What what is she, what, what are they pointing to? Well, exactly. There isn't any. There's a case in the Court of Appeals, uh, 1997, the Mahaffey case, where our Court of Appeals ruled that there is no constitutional right to an abortion under Michigan's Constitution. So what Planned Parenthood did was they went to the Court of Claims, which is a trial court, but it's a very limited trial court in Michigan. It only deals with lawsuits involving uh, claims against the state, against state officials. It's not a general court of uh, equitable jurisdiction like a circuit court would be in Michigan. So they filed there against Planned Parenthood, filed against the attorney general, even though our AG had said, I'm never going to enforce the law. Right. And so they filed this lawsuit anyway, saying, well, we want an injunction to stop Dana Nessel from enforcing the criminal abortion statute, even though she has said she's not going to enforce it. Well, Dana Nessel is on their side, isn't she, Dave? Yeah, and they're in agreement. Yeah. And this whole lawsuit is fake. It's a sham, Joe. I mean, you have to have adverse parties. You have to have an actual controversy, somebody being harmed. Nobody's being harmed here. It's a purely hypothetical lawsuit. And then lo and behold, they get Judge Gleisher, who is a court of claims judge. She's also the chief judge of our Court of Appeals in Michigan. Okay. But she sits on this court of claims uh, panel. And she is the same a person who represented the ACLU on behalf of Planned Parenthood in the Mahaffey case I was telling you about 25 years ago. Come on, dude. And she argued this whole issue of Michigan having a right to abortion, and she lost. And now here we are 25 years later. She's the judge, and the three of them get together, and they enter an injunction to stop the attorney general from enforcing the criminal abortion statute. And then they try to expand it and add that it applies to our clients the prosecutors that we represent. It's ridiculous. They're not parties to the case. They're not agents of the attorney general. They don't represent the attorney general. They have no ability to answer or do anything in that case. And yet they're claiming there's an injunction prohibiting them from enforcing the law if a case is brought to them. So our clients, we've taken the the position and I think it's the clear legally correct position that that injunction does not bind or bar our clients from doing anything. So if a police agency brings them a case to prosecute a doctor for doing an abortion, right now today, prosecutors in Michigan can bring that case and yep. bring those charges if they want to. It is uh, Dave Coleman. He's a senior legal counsel over at the Great Lakes JC, Great Lakes Justice Center. Go to greatlakesjc.org. Always appreciate the incredible information. So you've got sides that are on the same side suing each other to act like there's legal. Uh, there are legal issues that aren't there. Uh, I've always seen courts throw out cases because there's no standing. Clearly, there's no standing at this point because, as you said, there's no argument. There's, there's, no, there's no disparity. Um, when it comes to actually changing the laws in a place like Michigan, if you want abortion, Dana Nessel or Planned Parenthood or Gretchen Whitmer, take it to the legislature, have them write a bill, have them get it to you, and you sign it into law. That's not going to happen, though, because you've got a Republican legislature in, in, uh, in Michigan. They know they can't do that, so they're trying to do it end around, right? Right. And they're bringing this fake lawsuit to try to change the law, have the court rule 
that it's unconstitutional in a vacuum. It's a hypothetical. I mean, think about it like this, Joe. Let's say it's five years from now and you have a Republican governor in Michigan with right. a Republican AG and a sympathetic judge. And they're sitting there one day talking and going, you know, I don't like all the gun laws in Michigan. I think we should get rid of those CCW laws and everything else. Right. You know what? Let's get our buddies over at the NRA to sue the sue us, sue the AG. Uh, we'll get our judge on the case. And lo and behold, we'll make all the gun laws in Michigan unconstitutional and illegal. <laughs> what do you think the left would do? They'd go nuts. The, you, know? The, I mean, you know what the left would do, ridiculous. Dave? The left would do what the left is doing today with the filibuster. Because it wasn't that long ago that um, Chuck Schumer, Barack Obama, Joe Biden all love the filibuster because the majority party in, in control in Washington shouldn't have the right to shut down minority voices. In fact, the founders wanted there to be an, arg an argument and you had to at least get some people from the other side to agree with you. I posted a piece of video not an hour ago on Twitter showing Barack Obama, who was a senator from Illinois at the time, arguing about how important the filibuster was. Well, today the filibuster is somehow racist. So this is what they do all the time. If it works for them, then they're going to go for it. If it doesn't work for them, they'll lie, they'll cheat, they'll steal, they'll do an end around to try to get it done. So the, the hypothetical you just gave is for people who've got common sense and rationale. These people don't have common sense and rationale. So l l l let, me ask you, let me ask you this. Why would that judge be able to even hear it knowing that she's got a, a, a severe conflict of interest? I mean, that's, that's obvious. Even a dumb guy like me knows that the person who, who tried to get this done 25 years ago should not be anywhere near this case today. You're exactly right, Joe, and that's why we filed in the Court of Appeals an action, a complaint against Judge Gleischer for superintending control, because our clients have no right to even be involved in the case that's between Planned Parenthood and Dana Nessel. If they had even tried to intervene, if we had asked the court to allow us to intervene, it would get denied, because the Court of Claims only deals with state parties, yeah. the state, not local county officials. So our only recourse was to go for superintending control to the Court of Appeals, which we've done, and we filed the complaint. In fact, our final briefs are due tomorrow, and we're hoping next week we're going to get a ruling from the Court of Appeals that will overturn this improper injunction and dismiss the case outright. There's no standing, it's moot, there's no adverse parties, all those things we were talking about. Well, it should be just thrown out. Well, good stuff, Dave. I appreciate that. Dave Coleman, Senior Legal Counsel, the Great Lakes JC, Great Lakes Justice Center. Go to greatlakesjc.org to find out all the good work that they're doing. We've got to talk about this dumb case out of Washington. And I say it's dumb because, again, if you've got common sense, rationale, and logic, you know that the First Amendment doesn't only talk about not establishing through, through the Congress, by the way. It also talks about not being able to stop somebody from worshiping as they see fit. So you got a football coach who, after the game, decides to hit his knees. And because he's hitting his knees on the football field paid for by taxpayers, somehow the so-called establishment clause that doesn't have anything to do with an individual American who's got the right to worship as he sees fit, praying after a game, somehow the establishment clause means this is him forcing his religion on all the students in town, and, and he's bad because... Dave, this took six years for them to come to a sensible um, end, and there were still three justices that, that, that ruled against this, but thank God six said, of course he can pray after a football game. Now, you bring up something called the lemon test. What does that mean, and can you believe that it's taken six years to adjudicate this? Well, it's unfortunate sometimes, Joe. We've had cases that have gone as long as nine, ten years before wow. we got a good decision. I mean, it's just the wheels turn slowly sometimes. It's unfortunate. But Coach Kennedy, this isn't even a prayer where he was gathering the team together and right. asking them to pray or anything like this. 
it was his own personal after the game he would go out to the 50 yard line and kneel and just pray silently and then other kids and other people from the stands and other teams would come and join there right. was nothing coercive about it nothing that would give any indication that a religion was being established. And, and I've got to add this. If you decided not to take part, no problem. Nobody was punished. Right. No, there was no, no no detriment to you as a football player. You didn't have to go anywhere near the guy, or you could have joined in if you felt so. Go ahead. Absolutely. That's absolutely right. So the school ends up firing him. He loses his job over this, and the, the, the legal battle began. And so here we are. The Supreme Court finally ruled this week. We filed a, a brief called an amicus brief, a friend of the court brief, yeah. on behalf of Daryl Green. If you might remember, he's the former NFL Hall of Famer, yes. won a couple Super Bowls. And we represented him and filed an amicus brief in support of Coach Kennedy. And we urged the court to finally, once and for all, get rid of this lemon test. They've kind of hinted at it in earlier cases and have kind of you know done a little thing with it. But let me explain what that lemon test is. This is from a case, Lemon v. Kurtzman, 1971, just a couple of years before Roe v. Wade. Our U.S. Supreme Court changed what everybody understood the Establishment Clause to mean up until 1971, just meant the state can't force a religion or preference of you know one denomination over another. Right. You couldn't establish a religion. That's all it meant. Uh, you couldn't have a national church. Well, in 1971, they turned it on its head and they changed the word establishment to now endorsement. Oh, come on. And this test had certain things in it, but mainly it was you had to have a secular purpose for whatever you were doing through the government auspices. And it had could have no endorsement of any religion whatsoever. It totally turned everything on its head. And then that's been the test that's been used for 50 years since then. So we filed a brief urging the court to once and for all get rid of that test. It's it they made it up just like in Roe v. Wade, where right. they made up the right to abortion. They made it up with this lemon test, and thankfully the Supreme Court did just that. They buried the lemon test. They've abandoned it, and they've gone back to the traditional understanding of the Establishment Clause, which is you can't have a national church, a national religion, and it doesn't prohibit individuals within the government from exercising their free exercise of their religious beliefs. And as uh, the court said in the opinion, there is not a conflict between the two you know, clauses in the First Amendment, the Establishment Clause, the Free Exercise Clause. They are read together, they're right. complementary. And that's what the court restored, thankfully, this week. And we could not be happier for Coach Kennedy and that the rule of law has been reestablished. I mean, it was just a fantastic decision. Has it been reestablished or reendorsed, Dave? I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's uh, D- Dave Coleman, uh, the senior legal counsel over the Great Lakes uh, J- uh, Justice Center. You-, you know, what's amazing to me is that we even had to get there because uh, anybody who's got a brain who's ever read the Constitution or the reason, the intent of these amendments would know that the First Amendment was put there just to say, with the, the religious clause was put there just to say we can't do what King George did and force everybody to be Anglican. We can't make everybody be one religion. You could either be a religion that you want or be no religion at all, and there will be no consequences for you as an American. So basically says the Congress can't tell the the entirety of the country what religion they're going to be. And it also says, and they also can't make any law that says you can't freely exercise your religion. 
taking a knee at a football game to say, thank God nobody got hurt here today, uh, is, is completely a right that were given by God, protected by the First Amendment. The idea that, that, that it wasn't is so foreign to me that it boggles my mind. I mean, this was actually making teachers think to themselves, maybe I can't say grace before having lunch in school because I'm now somehow forcing my religion on my students, which of course he or she wouldn't be doing, or I can't wear a crucifix, or a Star of David, or some Muslim sim- symbol, which of course they can. So I love that this thing finally came through and said, no, th- these are not two conflicting parts of that First Amendment. They, they in fact say, government, get your hands off my religion. And, oh, by the way, if I'm exercising my, my religion, government, get out of my way. That's really what it does, right? Absolutely, that's what it does. And this is going to have a huge impact on a case we have pending in federal court right now for a young man named David Stout, who's a football uh, player, a, a public high school student, a right. junior. And uh, he was told he could not discuss his faith or talk about his faith at the school unless a teacher was present monitoring the conversation. Come on. Do you believe this? And we're in court right now over that, over that. So I think this decision is going to be huge and will help us resolve that matter very quickly. We, we, had, we had a situation a few years ago in Texas, not far from where I am, and I can't think of the name of the town. It'll come to me later. But the, the young lady was the valedictorian. And uh, in accepting her valedictorian, you know, uh, honor, she got to speak and she had to submit her speech to some teacher or somebody to make sure that it was acceptable. And she was thanking Jesus Christ, her Lord and Savior for getting her through the four years. And they said, you can't say this. And when she went up there, she said it and she got in trouble because of it. And their argument, I believe, Dave, was you can't use a public um, uh, announcements as a PA system or you can't use a microphone that was paid for by taxpayer dollars to say anything about your religion, which, of course, is not true. (laughs) Just that that doesn't make any sense. She has every right as an individual American to do so. So I hope you get the same result. I mean, we had her on the show and we made sure everybody understood that this was wrong. I hope that you get the same result. Now, even a better result because this lemon test, as you say, is gone. Will you keep us updated on that? one yeah absolutely joe and you know people need to remember too it's not just christians who have this right everybody has this right if there was a muslim and was valedictorian and they stood up and they wanted to thank allah at you know they have every right to do that they do and to share their faith in the public school setting and those sorts of things it's free exercise of religion for everyone it's pretty simply written free exercise period Uh, dave thanks a million keep us updated come on again very soon it's dave coleman greatlakesjc.org go and check him out appreciate you brother happy happy fourth of july coming up yeah thanks you too joe it's always a pleasure all right man we're back after this stay right here This is the Joe Pegg Show. Always appreciate Dave Coleman from the Great Lakes Justice Center coming on. GreatLakesJC.org, um, and I'll have that, that interview posted later. Very interesting, the games that Democrats are playing to try to supersede or get around this Supreme Court uh, ruling. They're suing people when there's no standing. They're suing people when there's no when there's no argument. They're suing people when you've got a, a judge who's involved who has a conflict of interest. Very, very interesting. And this isn't only happening in Michigan. It's happening in Texas. It's happening in Florida. It's happening all over the place. So we're going to keep an eye on that. We appreciate Dave coming on. Another big hour coming your way. Keep it right here. This is the Joe Park Show.